0: Where simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. Well, welcome back. Another week has come and gone. And in my intro, I talk about handling life's challenges. And today, I want to talk about the fatigue that we feel with yet another one of these COVID variants. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm getting fatigued just hearing about the next wave and the next wave. I believe the the latest is called the BA5 variant that began somewhere in Portugal and has now reached the shores of the United States. By the way, I'd love to hear from, I know this podcast reaches over 60 countries, 60 different countries. And I'd love to hear what and how COVID is impacting you in your country please let me know maybe we could read some of those next week and i'm at selfcoachinghelp at aol.com i get a little uh, kind of myopic you know just being here in the northeast and and just seeing what's going on around me i wonder in in many of the other countries if it's similar or dissimilar so let, let me hear from you i'd love i'd love to know what's going on around the world so I guess it does seem as if we've become more resilient since all this began in in 2020. You know, it seems like we've adapted in, in so many ways and, and relaxed in some ways. But one thing that concerns me is that just beneath the surface, you know, that conscious surface, a, a 2020 reflects a feeling of paranoia. And what do I mean by that? Well, you think back to your own experiences. When all this first came, we didn't have a lot of information. We, we kept seeing, at least in this country, hospitals getting filled up, hospital beds becoming rarer. Um, we started to see just panic and lots of suffering and lots of death. So we were really given a, you know, a series of body blows. And, and this, this was something that was very traumatic. And when something that is this traumatic and inexplicable and affects all of us, we, we tend to develop what I might say is, is a form of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. So even though we've come a long way, with PTSD and post traumatic stress there are eruptions you know because as i said this this lies just beneath that surface and it's there and when times are good and and times are quiet you know you don't realize that that reflexive paranoia is still there that reflexive trauma or traumatic experience is still part of us but it's there and as much as we'd rather be away from it, it's going to take it's going to take a long while before we can extinguish, or perhaps even best just to neutralize, the sensitivities that this virus has caused. I mean, let's face it: at this point, in 2022, is it okay to socialize? Uh, is it practical to go to a theater, restaurants, weddings? I mean, yes, we've come a long way, but but we're nowhere putting COVID in our rearview mirror. You know, it's I guess it's these yo-yo feelings. We this I'm, I'm speaking about me now, and I, I go through periods where I I become sensitized to those old feelings and the fact that COVID is still around, and then other times I live as if it doesn't exist, and I, I almost. And do completely forget about it. You know, it's that yo-yo feeling. And then you hear on the news, the next wave. And then you're back to, oh, and there's that punch in the gut. All of a sudden, it's that PTSD feeling. It's back, you know, and it's it doesn't go away. Let, let me tell you a quick little story. A few weeks ago, my son, my daughter-in-law, and my two young grandchildren all came down with COVID. And I believe it was this new variant since it's been just a few weeks. And they were sick as dogs. I mean, really sick. Uh, my daughter-in-law has has some asthmatic concerns. And she, she was she was really concerned. And we couldn't help out. And that was extremely frustrating for us and the rest of the family. Because my daughter-in-law was thinking about whether or not she needed to go to the hospital. So my son, who was not even sure he could drive, in fact, he even said he felt so sick that he couldn't order takeout. Uh, he, and to drive with two sick COVID children in the back seat, crying with 104 fever. Uh, anyway, they got through the night and, and my daughter-in-law, she, she braved it through. And by morning, at least she was feeling more stable. But They were so sick that literally we had to deliver food and and medicine and Tylenol and all that stuff to the doorstep. No, we couldn't go in the house. And, you know, the baby was crying and just wanted his mommy and mommy was sick and the three-year-old was. So anyway, we came face to face with COVID just a few weeks ago. So I should mention that they're all fine right now and testing negative. But for my family, this was a wake-up call. You know, it's, it's like neon signs going off. COVID is still here. And we need to what? What do we need to do? I mean, do we bring out the old masks, you know? Uh, do we resume our incessant hand washing? Do we isolate? You know, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. Nobody seems to be, you know, not not really. I mean, everyone has their own theory and everyone has their own feelings about their theory, but no one really knows. And that's part of this problem is that we're all kind of plodding along and trying to make sense of that inexplicable, horrendous virus. So I thought I'd I'd bring this podcast today to talk about my personal self-coaching prescription, one that I follow, for dealing with these waves. I guess the first thing that I've decided to do is, number one, I've decided not to worry about the virus. Okay. But how? Well, I'm glad you asked. By definition, worrying is an anticipation of chaos. It's a projection of our insecurities onto some future. I know I'm going to get COVID. Well, you don't know. That's a feeling. See, I refuse to anticipate a negative. I just refuse. I don't let myself. See, that's that's why I call it self-coaching, because we do need to coach ourselves. We need to coach ourselves, whether it's dealing with this virus or dealing with insecurity-driven thinking or any, anything else. We need to coach ourselves to be stronger, to be healthier, to be smarter. And in the case of COVID, I think it's very important to make a very deliberate and conscious choice. And I call this using your active mind as opposed to your passive mind. You see, the active mind enlists your consciousness to, to fight back. And, and for me, it's not accepting negatives, just not accepting it. I tell myself, I, I, I can't say I'm going to get COVID. I don't know that. Whether I do or don't is irrelevant. I'm saying I'm not going to accept a negative. I am going to get COVID. That's a negative. And I don't have to accept that. So use your active mind to overcome the passivity of what we might call your passive mind, because it's the passive mind that sits back and lets that old PTSD, that old reflexive trauma of COVID come into the the crack in the door and start to bring up some worries uh, about what if, what if, what if. So, passive mind is where your consciousness takes a back seat. You are now not directing your thoughts. You're allowing those old reflexive feelings to steer your thinking. So, with active mind, just keep a simple mantra in mind. Just tell yourself, stop it, drop it. Words, I understand that. Words don't change anything unless you believe them, unless you embrace them unless you coach yourself to embrace them. So it's not far-fetched because we don't know the future. And when you paint the future with worry thoughts and the what-ifs and those things that may never happen, then you suffer. And your life is thus contaminated. So you need to take your life back from reflexive, knee-jerk, insecurity. That's why we suffer. That's why we worry. Insecurity is the motor behind suffering, behind worrying. So take your life back from reflexive, knee-jerk insecurity. The what if of COVID exists in your mind. What will be will be, but those what ifs, that's, it. that's inside you. It's not outside you. So say what you mean. Stop it. Drop it but embrace it. Hold on to it. Insist on it. Now, there's one caveat, and not all worrying is driven by insecurity. There is what we might call normal worrying. Now, in some cases, normal worrying could be a good thing. How can that possibly be? Because here I am week after week talking about worrying being a projection of insecurity and something that we have to fight off. Well, It could be a good thing because it makes us pay attention. It makes us stay vigilant. It can make us feel careful. Now, the difference is that normal or what we might call healthy worrying, it's proportionate and it's rational. While neurotic worrying, and that's the kind of worrying that's driven by insecurity, in which I emphatically Reject has to do with disproportionate fears and often irrational hysterical projections. I'm going to get COVID. I'm going to die. I'm going to wind up, and that's driven by insecurity. Now, the normal, healthy worrying, of course, is is to not be stupid. You know, to take some precautions when necessary, and to realize that this virus does exist. It is a fact, and you know you have to define your life according to healthy vigilance and what we might call a healthy degree of awareness. Now, I'll get into that in a second. But but not all worry. I guess my point is today is that yeah, there's neurotic worrying, and that's the hysterical kind. But some normal worry. We're human beings. We all worry. There is there is some benefit to proportionate worry, because it does make us want to be prepared to handle certain situations. So that's number one. I, I coach myself to stop worrying. And what do I do for number two? Well, I decided that I need to be concerned. But don't just don't get me wrong. By choosing not to worry and being concerned, I'm not ignoring the viral reality that exists. All right, so you might be listening to this podcast saying, well, he's in denial. Mm, okay, I don't deny that. <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't deny I'm in denial, but I prefer calling it active denial. You see, active denial is where you allow yourself to step apart from certain things that you really don't need to be submerged in. So you're actively pushing them apart in order to have a life. And one way to be able to step apart from COVID absorption is to be concerned instead of worrying. Now, most dictionaries define worrying and concern quite as almost the same thing. From a self-coaching standpoint, concern deals with facts, and not fictions and clearly not fictional projections of doom and gloom. All right, so what are the facts? Well, well we're still living with COVID. That's, that's certainly a fact. And we're being told that the virus is now endemic. And what is it exactly does that mean? Well, according to the CDC, endemic indicates the constant presence and or usual prevalence of a disease or infectious agent. Translation, we are now living with this virus. Translation, it ain't going away, at least not soon. So it's endemic. The pandemic has become endemic. (laughs) I know, I'm saying it for you. So aside from my being concerned, I'd like to take it one step further. I think I'm prudent. The dictionary says if you show good and careful judgment when handling practical matters, you could be described as prudent. Now notice the word judgment, good and careful judgment. Judgment is a very personal thing. So in order to be prudent, we need careful judgment. And again, this is a personal thing. Not everyone shares the same judgments. And this is why you see so many variations in how people react to what's going on with COVID and these various waves. Now, for me, and again, I'm talking about me. These are my personal feelings. I'm not quite ready to go to the theater. Restaurants, they seem to be okay for some reason. And I know it's, it's apples and oranges, but yet why, why going to a restaurant would be different? I don't know. It, it, you know. Maybe, I don't know. I just know that. Re- for me, the theater is not okay, not yet. Restaurants, uh, okay. As are most outdoor activities, that's, that's okay for me. Fortunately, I have no weddings coming up to challenge me and shopping, you know, for more or less is okay. So I make my choices, and the choices that I make define my perspective. And this is is where I'm going with this. You see, I just don't have COVID on my mind, and that's me because of my perspective. And my perspective defines my behavior. So certain things are in my judgment. In my prudent judgment, certain things are okay and other things aren't. I mean, if you're comfortable going to the theater, as thousands are, you're probably not going to get COVID. But my point is that we each have to define our comfort boundaries. And once you define your comfort zone, then it's imperative to live your life as if you are perfectly safe. Here we go with that act of denial again. You know, as if living is if you if you recognize that you can go on as if you're safe, if you could go on with that notion, that kind of liberates you, kind of frees you. You can't you can't know these things, but you can embrace an as-if philosophy. I do that. I mean, I I just go on as if it's not going to get me. Now I might finish this podcast and come down with COVID. I don't know that, hope not, but I go on as if I'll finish this podcast and go out and enjoy this beautiful day. That's my perspective. Yeah, active denial, you might call it that. It may feel risky, you know, especially if you're on the fence about defining your comfort zone. You know, but once you make up your mind, that's the point that you decide to have a life again. Now, let me explain this, it's very important. You see, once you define what's okay and what's not okay, and you live your life accordingly, and I don't care if you are extreme cautious or extreme liberal with this perspective, but once you define it and you live according to that, uh, those uh, perspective dictums, then, then of course, you really can start to live your life within the boundaries, the comfort zone boundaries that you've set up. Yours, your comfort zone may be very different from someone else's. You know, someone may feel absolutely comfortable going to a theater and someone like me may not feel absolutely comfortable. Maybe a week from now or a month from now, I I might. But, you know, what happened with my, my family recently with my son and his family, uh, I feel sensitized. So right now, you know, I've taken a few steps back toward the COVID reflexive PTSD feelings. And I've become more aware of some of those older concerns that weren't there. Prior to my son getting COVID. And I think that and, and, and I guess it's been about three or four weeks since they got COVID. But prior to that, I was really beginning to lighten up, to to really forget. My perspective on, on what I could do was expanding, I would say, almost normal. Uh, and, and then with the sensitivity of what happened to my son's family, I've gone back a few steps. And I guess that's that yo-yo kind of feeling. You know, we tend to go a little bit and then out of Portugal comes a new variant, BA.5. Oh, wonderful. Terrific. And now you're back again. And it's very hard psychologically because we're just trying to get our lives back. Now, don't start with, I don't know if we'll ever get our lives back. That's a what if. Live today. Define your perspective for today. What's your comfort zone? Defining your comfort zone, I think, for me at least, is a big deal. If I know what is okay for me, and I do those things that are okay for me, then I don't stress. Now, if I were to do something that was not okay for me, then, you know, then I would probably have some stress. So find your comfort zone, get off the fence, define it, define what's okay, what you can do, what you can't do. And that, that can, you know, it can evolve as the situation evolves, as that Horrible curve comes up, comes down, flattens, you know just all these things just kind of comes back as you as this evolves and let's let's assume it'll evolve in the right direction, then little by little, your perspective or the judgments you make about your perspective will begin to expand. so it's not a black and white thing. your comfort zone isn't something that's black and white, it's contingent on what's going on in the world around you. So in the meantime, aside from developing the comfort zone and trying to relax more within that comfort zone, the one thing that really works for me is cultivating an attitude of optimism. You know, optimism and pessimism are projections into the future. Neither one guarantees anything because we don't know the future. That's why it's called the future, and uh, I think, but I think you'll agree with me that the optimist lives a very different life in the present than the pessimist. All right, so I'm I'm an optimist. And the past is behind me. And I can only tell you that even though we are visited by now currently a new wave of this nefarious virus, I'm an optimist. I think that... Uh, you know, that this virus will no longer be a part of our mental lexicon in the future. I said, I told you, I'm an optimist. I believe that. I believe that somehow we need to get to that point. And today's podcast is just trying to deal with the day-to-day to help you get to that point. And the reason I cling to my optimism, very simply, is that until the day comes when this virus is no longer with us, my lips to God's ears, huh? You know, I want to ensure the quality of my life each day, and that's why staying present is so important because the projections of doom and gloom they have to do with some future chaos. The present, if you're living in the present and not fretting and wringing your hands about the future, then you have a chance to live your day meaningfully, happily and for all intents and purposes, stepping aside from COVID doesn't exist. If you're thinking about the future getting it, well, it exists in your mind. But it doesn't exist in your present. So stop feeling that it's okay to be pessimistic and it's okay to think that negative or to allow hysterical thought. It's not okay. Embrace a little optimism. Take the leap of faith and it is a leap of faith. But if you take that leap of faith, think of what it does. It frees you in this moment, in this very moment. Once you say, it's going to be okay, I'm going to be okay. Then in this moment, you don't have to fret. You don't have to be discouraged or depressed because you're embracing your optimism. Now, maybe you're wrong, but It doesn't have to do with the moment. What has to do with the moment is just embracing the optimism, and here we go back to, as if it's true. And if you do that, then you're going to find something significant in this current day that you're existing. So this is is how I deal with hearing about all these waves and how I go up and down with, with my comfort zone. Either it expands or contracts. And right now with my son and his family on the mend, you know, I'm beginning to relax a little. And soon I'm sure I will start to expand my comfort zone again. But I refuse to let COVID dictate my happiness. I refuse. And and I really hope you can manage to do the same because COVID is bad enough and horrible enough and traumatic enough. But the one thing that COVID can't do to you is to steal your optimism, your day-to-day happiness. Uh, And right now, your choice is to separate yourself, to give yourself the benefit of today, COVID-free day. And with that, I'm going to wish you a very pleasant day. And as I mentioned, I think I mentioned last time that we finally resolved the uh, distribution issues with my book on learning anxiety and depression. And that book should be available sometime this month on Amazon and other places. So until that happens, I'll, I'll just let you know to hang in there a little bit. It is available on Kindle. And now it's time to get you off of this podcast and get you out there and And listen, if you have a few minutes in your day, take a look at my website, selfcoaching.net, where you can learn more about my self-coaching philosophy. Remember that being victimized by emotional struggle, it's not an option. By definition, victims are powerless, and you are not powerless. So remember, everything is hard until you make it simple. So join me each and every week. And how about we make it simple Believe together? In reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, that is is what you make of it. Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than seems.